Hello, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Uh, we're recording once again in the studio in Hollywood, and we are surrounded by all of the Star Wars stuff. In fact, I was just telling everyone, uh, listing some of the $250 in Star Wars merchandise that I purchased over the last few months, so that's out of hand. Um, but we decided to do a sci-fi episode of the Full Circle Podcast, and when I wrote it down in my production booklet, I wrote it as uh, S-Y-F-Y. Um, but I realized I had to add the R in a circle because that's a that's a trademark for the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, so we're doing a Sci-Fi episode, nonetheless. S C I F I, and I've got a whole host of great co-hosts here, and I'm overusing the word host. Uh, but let's go ahead and introduce everyone. Hi, I'm your first co-host, Julie. Second co-host, Cassidy. <laughs> I'm Gabo. And I'm your fourth co-host, Brett. Uh, and I'm Sheehan, you might remember me, and uh, stay tuned, we've got a lot of great stuff, we've got games, uh, a Warhawk, dating game, Star Wars versus Star Trek, it's all coming up, including some drink recipes that you'll definitely want for your next gathering. Stay tuned. Alright, welcome on back to the Full Circle Podcast. Today we're answering the unanswerable question, Star Wars uh, versus Star Trek. Um... Polling, I did some entrance polls to this caucus, if you will, and uh, I think everyone is siding on Star Wars at first glance. Is that generally correct? Yeah. Correct. That's correct. Very correct. All right. Very correct. (laughs) Very correct from Gabo over there. (laughs) Yeah, likewise. Um, Okay, so that's all fair, and you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. In fact, right before we went to recording, I was pointing out the Star Wars stuff I have in here because I've spent way too much money on this Star Wars Yeah, how much was it again? Uh, In the past two months, I've spent over $250 on Star Wars That's real, but yet you're not siding on... Um, But, (laughs) well, okay, you know, I would side on the Star Star Wars side, but I do really like Star Trek, and since you guys are all all siding on Star Wars, I feel like I should say something about the Star Trek. Now, I start off with The Next Generation, um, and I just like to say it's uh, a lot more intricate than Star Wars. The universe is a lot more, uh, a lot more well explained. Uh, that is to say, a lot better explained. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I speak English. Uh, it's also a lot more science fictiony than Star Wars. It doesn't deal with the Force. You get to learn how their technology works. It's all rooted in scientific sounding uh, dialogue, uh, and I think that. That, in sci-fi terms, at least, puts it above Star Wars, or at least um, really in a f- within fighting distance of it. Yeah, because I'm on the fence, and the reason why I would prefer Star Trek is just that it's more grounded in reality, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, it's, our, it's what our future could be, you know, if we all come together and work together. That's why I like Star Trek, because it's a very positive outlook on the future. Whereas That's Star true. Wars, for uh, Star me, Wars is in the past. Yeah. And it, I, in yeah. a galaxy far away. That's mm-hmm. why I like it better, though, because it's like somewhere way far beyond what you're experiencing. You know, this is happening somewhere. Doesn't that make it like fantasy at that point? Yeah, I guess. I guess that's why I like it, though. I'm not big on like outside of Star Wars. I don't do a lot of sci-fi, so maybe that's why it's like oh. definitely more fantasy, like you were saying with the Force, like total like mysticism style. That's like just low key magic. Like, it's that's what the force not is. even low key like it's magic like yeah. <laughs> and 
makes sense. We got Julie over here on the fence. She's wearing her Serenity t-shirt. You know, she is set on the sci-fi. I'm in the sci-fi zone. Yeah. That's probably, again, like why I like Star Trek better. Because it a, it's a sci-fi. True, truer sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? I think Star Wars just has a lot more, like, emotive power. You know, you watch Star Wars and you're like, Luke, like, please. And you're just like, you feel for Luke and... I don't know, you, you you get that immediately, too. Like, within 30 minutes of watching Star Wars, you're kind of hooked in. But, like, 30 minutes is one Star Trek episode, and I feel like it's harder to connect with, mostly due to, like, the really long story. I don't know, I, at least in my experience. I'm not saying that it's not possible. But. And 30 minutes is half a Star Trek episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's well, what Okay, what about, like, the Star Trek movies, like, recent? Oh, are those I like God about oh, those? Yeah, those are things. Yeah. Are, but are they not like the Abrams, who also did the new Star Wars? So he did. I mean, it's all... crossover. I mean, yeah. I saw the the one that he did. Well, he did a few of them, right? I saw one of the Star Trek movies, and I liked it. I was like, "This is good." <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that was all I, I thought, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did it with Captain Kirk, who yeah. I don't really like. Me neither. <laughs> so I didn't really care about those. <laughs> That's the Shatner, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the Shatner. Yeah, he's, like, the most famous thing of Star Trek, though. Like, I don't know anything about Star Trek, but I know about William Shatner, like. Mm. So I feel like that's probably why they went with that. Fair enough. Because it's most widely known. I guess so. I have no... I've only watched maybe one episode with my family of Star Trek. It's always... Our family's been mainly Star Wars-driven. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, like, my brother expert on it always talking about at dinner tables fights with my uncle about the storyline and whatnot so i i don't know much you're from the star wars dynasty yeah yeah, (laughs) yes that would be that's how you would say it like a reasonable reason to be on the star wars side (laughs) so brett likes it because it's more emotive we've also got some people who are sort of from the dynasty of star wars (laughs) is what they grew up with and for me too really i didn't discover star trek until only about two years ago um cassie likes it for the fantasy and everything and, well, I just... and everything but we'll say particularly but yeah i guess yeah <laughs> star wars seems to be more commanding on our culture and i think because it's a mix of fantasy and sci-fi it has a wider audience yeah you know and it gives you hope like if you got a big enough telescope you could look into some galaxy and see it <laughs> happening due to how long yeah. it takes light to get here. No, that's so how they made it. Yeah, that's how yeah. they made it. Yeah, they, they put just... a camera up to a really big telescope. Uh, uh, yeah, and George Lucas wrote it down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also explains all the the really bad cuts. That's just them kind of closing the <laughs> closing the top of the telescope. I would like to just add in that when we talk about Star Wars, I pretty much decided not to acknowledge the prequels at all. So I just want to say all my remarks are not related to the prequels. Not I, acknowledge them at I, all? No, I I'm, I think I'm, like, done with acknowledging those. Because the new one came out, and it's like, okay, this is quality, so I think we can, mm. like, set those aside and just... Yeah. But what about Qui-Gon Jinn, the first no, yeah, Jedi no. ghost? He died, so... He's the first Jedi ghost. So? That's pretty well, cool. He's the first <laughs> Jedi ghost ever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, but there's I also... Know like a marriage in that one and i feel like that takes away from like in a galaxy far no, away no, the marriage is in episode two it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter i'm talking about prequels they're all lumped now oh that's a shame <laughs> <laughs> well it looks like 
you know, when I gotta when it comes around to it, I gotta say for pure watch and enjoyment, I gotta give it to Star Wars too. And I think uh, when it comes down to it, Star Wars might take the cake here on the Full Circle podcast. But that doesn't mean we don't like and respect Star Trek, except for I don't like Captain Kirk. But other than that, <laughs> small uh, insignificant. Right. Stick around. We got more to come on the Full Circle podcast. All right, welcome back into Full Circle. As I mentioned, it's Star Wars Drinks Night here in our studio in Hollywood, my studio in Hollywood. And we're going to share with you our Star Wars-themed drink recipes uh, and a little bit about them. What drink, first off, what drink did you make tonight, Cassidy? Okay, so I call it the Bantha Milk Cocktail. That's good. It's composed of coconut rum with blue caraco, which is like in a, you know, from the exotic fruit or whatever. It's kind of like blueberry... And then um, almond milk. And I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, so I've had it, like, before, like, different variations. It's pretty good. You feel, like, white Russian-y almost with it. What makes it Star Wars-y? It's, like, bantha milk. It looks just like it, like, what they're drinking. If you don't put ice in it, obviously. Because that'll water it. Change the color? Well, because they don't drink it with ice. They don't use ice. Fair enough. So, yeah. Uh, I'm making a... Where do you see that in the film? I'm That's thinking Mos Eisley. That's a New Hope. Luke and yeah, his aunt and uncle. Okay. It. Oh, right out of the picture. Yes. Okay. And it's a blue milk and it's bantha milk. And I got yes. it. What? We'll address the uh, the small studio audience. That's also all of our co-hosts. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they're a very expressive, a very expressive. We audience haven't tonight. poured the drinks yet. We haven't obviously. poured the drinks yet. That's why they're. We're gonna try to. We don't want them around the equipment. You know, we're gonna try to do this first. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll be making a Bantha Blood Fizz, uh, and it's only mentioned once in the Star Wars universe. And I happen to have the text in which it's mentioned, so I'd like to read from that for you all. Um, this is literally right straight out of the book. Part of the two hundred fifty dollars I've spent in uh, Star Wars merch. <laughs> It's from the short story, A Bad Feeling, The Tale of EV-99, written by Judith and Garfield Reeves-Stevens, and published in Star Wars Tales from Jabba's Palace. Uh, And this is what the Reeves-Stevens write. Uh, She recalled the previous bartender had been a barely sentient C5 unit, one wheel, five arms, and a single optic scanner on a stock. It had a... It had had a trouble keeping its balance and mixing a clarified Bantha Blood Fizz at the same time, but Salacious Crumb had enjoyed writing writing it during festivals, so Jabba had kept it around despite its shortcomings. Um, I don't plan on losing my balance when I make the (laughs) clarified Bantha Blood Fizz, uh, and that's because it's a pretty easy drink to make. Um, I believe on the East Coast it's called a Rose Kennedy, But I make a, it's a vodka soda with a splash of cranberry juice, basically. Um, So it has the clarified but still reddish pink hue of the, um, of a clarified Bantha blood, what is it? Fizz. Fizz, Yes. It's got the fizz. It's got the fizz because of the soda. That sounds pretty good. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Bantham sound like alcoholics. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we making all this Bantha drink? (laughs) What is a... They're very high, like, <laughs> blood alcohol. Can you imagine so what a bantha looks children. like? Do you know Star Wars? A bantha? Bantha, no. To the mic? Anyone? <laughs> to the mic? They're fighting over aren't, the mic. Aren't those, like, the, the <laughs> weird, like, fleshy horse sort of things that they're riding? Fleshy mm-hmm. horse. Where? I imagine... There's a lot of those. 
like that the sand people ride or <gasps> right? Do they line those banthas up one by one? Yes, I think that's it, right? How do you milk a bantha? <laughs> if that's not a start to a dirty joke, I don't know what is. <laughs> Uh, well, those are our drinks tonight. We're all very excited for those. We're going to try to finish up recording real fast now. Uh, and those are our drinks for the night. When we come back on the Full Circle podcast, we still got two games coming up, Warhawk and the dating game. So definitely stay tuned. Welcome back into the Full Circle podcast. Now it's time for Warhawk, the game where uh, we have a one-on-one debate on a number of topics. Today, there are science fiction topics. So we're going to be hearing uh, later on in the program the Dr. Oz show and the Dr. Phil show and shows of those style should be labeled as sci-fi. But first, we're going to hear Do Aliens Exist? On the pro side is Julie, and on the con side is Brett. Okay, so aliens totally exist, and I made out with one behind Arby's, so they're real. (laughs) No, um... (laughs) In all seriousness, uh, the universe is a huge place, and uh, I think that aliens totally exist because we exist, so it's kind of like, it's probable that other, you know, self-aware beings exist somewhere in the infinity of space, so yeah. Brett, care for a response? Aliens don't exist. Uh, it's as easy as that uh, in the infinity of space I think humans were the first to come out I mean the universe has only been around for 5,000 years I don't understand like we obviously we, I mean look how advanced we are it's only been 5,000 years have you seen those experiments where they try to like do lightning into the that, the water and try to make it do stuff they only got cells in like like a year you think you could go from that to us no we're the first that's why a response from the pro side um i think that humans have been around for millions of years that's a lie (laughs) not millions um (laughs) um okay well i mean who says that aliens have to be super advanced though you know what I mean? They could just be like dogs, like space dogs, like alien space dogs. That's the aliens that could exist out there. I've never seen one. Uh, how about a final response, a uh, closing argument from uh, Brett over here? I've never seen an alien in my life. There's no way they could exist. I just don't understand why you'd even be arguing against this. And there you have it. We've heard the debate. Uh, we do have an audience member here. Uh... Can somebody over here tell us just your 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 opinions? Were, did the debate sway you in one way or the other? Uh, no, I'm still. I, I they could be. I this is a real crucial topic for me. And still totally undecided. Do we have another audience member? I think they're both just crazy. Probably not inaccurate. <laughs> Next up on Warhawk, the Doctor Oz and Doctor Phil type shows should be labeled as sci-fi. On the pro side, Cassidy. On the neg side, myself. Cassidy, why don't you start us off? Well, uh, as a board member of the Association of Psychological Associations, um, I'd like to just say that these programs are deceiving when they're labeled as self-help type. And when you really look, um, particularly the appearance of Dr. Phil, really sways me to believe these should be sci-fi-related 
And on Dr. Oz also, it's like borderline mysticism often. And often he's talking about products that will change your life forever. And really you find out he's getting like $40 million. So that's my opinion. Well, you know, that's a perfectly, uh, you know, perfectly valid opinion. Um, and I'm trying to think of what Dr. Phil would say in a situation like this. You know, these people just have helped me and have helped so many people uh, so much. And you talk about those products, and I'll tell you what, they really do change your life. I don't know how I was shaving my legs earlier. Well, you know, I wasn't shaving my legs before, but now it's so simple, and it never gets stuck. I use, uh, it's four blades, and, well, I'm getting off topic. Uh, what I'm trying to say, though, is that these guys are real helpful, um, and, you know, people can gain real insight and it's not a mix of science and uh, fiction. It's hardcore, you know, real therapeutic. Um, Dr. Oz is a surgeon, so. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the shaving merchandise because as a doctor, your prime concern isn't with hair removal or any such, you know, oils and whatnot. I, it's complete mixture of science and fiction. A emphasis on the fiction but I, I see no merit to these, you know, self-proclaimed doctors. And because you're a doctor, you get a show and the show's just your name and you get it because you're a doctor. I mean, it sounds very much more science fiction, such as Dr. Jekyll's status or you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, the, the pro side of this argument really wants to talk about the fiction involved. But I'll tell you what's not fictional the lives of everyday people that these men have really changed. I saw just the other day, Dr. Phil uh, helped a family where the son was talking back to the parents. And I'll tell you what, that was inspiring. So I just got to say thank you to them. And uh, how's that working for you? Well, we heard the arguments. And uh, why don't we turn to some of the audience members and see if they were swayed one way or the other. You know... Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz have just helped me so much. You know, they've really just helped me come closer to my family and closer to God. So God bless them both. It's science fiction. I tried all the creams. <laughs> my, my hair just wouldn't stop falling out. I don't believe it. Well, there you have it. The audience at home is going to have to make uh, their own decision. That's been Warhawk on Full Circle. And when we come back, we're going to finish up this episode with the dating game. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome into the dating game, only on the Full Circle podcast. Tonight, a lovely bachelorette, Cassie, will be choosing her bachelorette from amongst a number of sci-fi characters, uh, or sci-fi personages, uh, however you want to say it. Uh, so we're going to hear from all the contestants, but we'll go ahead and start with Cassie if you'd like to begin with um, some of your first questions. Um, as a sci-fi person... Would you fit into the Star Wars world, or would you stand out? I think that I would probably fit in pretty well. You know, everything is meant to be there for a reason. 
I think I would fit in totally well. I'd be best friends with uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and, and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I am not a man, but I would fit into the Star Wars universe, I think. What's the most romantic aspect of yourself? It is when I sit by myself for days on top of a mountain and think and take in the universe. Contestant number two, uh, most romantic aspect of yourself. Uh, well, you know, I sure know how to plan a great date. Uh, it always starts off with some sort of event or convention, and then there's nothing like the romance of a soft blue light emitted from the television. I have no heart. <laughs> but you can plug me into my charging station. <laughs> my charging station. Okay, last question. Do you have a spaceship, and where are we going in it? We will be going to the Galactic Trade Federation's base in order to conduct business with my droid. Yeah, I have a bunch of spaceships. I've got uh, a Millennium Falcon. I've got an X-Wing. I've got an uh, SS Enterprise. Uh... But I'm afraid the only ship we'll be going anywhere in is uh, my Volkswagen Gremlin. <laughs> I am working on a spaceship, but it is not mine. I don't know where I would take you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, uh, do I guess or do I select? Guess and then select? Guess and then select. Okay, so contestant number one is a Jedi. Yep. Contestant number two is like a sci-fi nerd. True. And contestant number three is like a robot slash droid. No. Yes. No, yeah, she's an, an and. android. An and so droid. A robot. The abbreviation. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Well, obviously a Jedi. I mean, is this even <laughs> like why even bring the other contestants? What's going on? Even though I feel odd for a Jedi to be on a dating game, considering their beliefs, but well, still the Jedi. The Jedi. You know, they can't build connections, but that doesn't mean they can't have a little can't fun. Can't get, get laid here and there. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on, Jenna. Uh, and so there it is. So that's uh, the end of our uh, the end of our dating game, and it's the end of our episode here, the sci-fi episode of the Full Circle Podcast. Thank you guys, everyone, for listening. I realized second show in a row. I haven't plugged our Facebook since the opener. Um, so go on to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash full circle podcast and, uh, search the full circle podcast on iTunes. I guess you guys are all already know that, but, um, tell your friends, uh, and thanks for listening. The full circle podcast is produced by me, Sheehan Parker. This episode was hosted by Julie Edwards, Casty Sattler, Brett Chalabian, Gabo Valenti, and me, Sheehan Parker.